You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome, Whisper Nation, to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix for week nine, Travis. This is you a big, know it. This is a big week, brother. A big week. Why don't you tell the Whisper Nation why it's such a big week? Oh, that's right. It's a it's a special week here in Whisper headquarters. And you know why? That's because it's showdown week for me and Johnny going head to head in the league of record. And uh Yep. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be some fire and it's gonna be some ice because Somebody's going to be real icy after getting that fantasy fire from the other team this week. Right. And I told Johnny, look, he's just got to promise me you're not going to quit the podcast. You're not going <laughs> to rage quit if I give you that beat down this week. Uh, what I can guarantee the Whisper Nation is that one of us on Sunday will most likely be a letdown because one of us, unless we tie, which... I don't think it's ever happened in our history in our history of our league of record. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, so unless that happens, then we might. I don't know. We could pull Cleveland Browns, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Nah, not happening. I'm taking the W, and that's just the bottom line. Because Big Travis said so. <laughs> Speaking of the bottom line, Travis. So. My parents are are they came into town for this this weekend or this, yeah. this weekend and next weekend yeah so um, why our show isn't being released on Thursday I, I will take full blame on that uh, but so my parents are from Chicago or Indiana area and Travis Tri City yeah and and so if you're from Chicago or from that area there's one thing that you know right if you're from the the west coast like we are Travis you know in and out burger it's it's hands down in and out burger if you are from the midwest or mid east i guess you can call it as well uh they are known for white castles white right, castles yeah. burgers travis have you ever had a white castles burger yeah, yeah, they're 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 okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not, not gonna talking, take them over in and out. I'm not talking about the the store, the stuff, the nasty stuff you get in the grocery <laughs> yeah, aisle, yeah. frozen. No, stuff. no, no. Yeah, I've I've been to a White Castle. Okay. <laughs> hey, maybe you guys could follow us, Johnny and Travi. Go to White Castles. You guys can sponsor that. <laughs> but um, I will agree. I, it's not quite as good as In and Out. I think, and that might be a little bit home bias. But I will tell you what, I think that is the second best burger and slash sl slider that is known to the United States white castles. I, I think they're okay. I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're all right. I'm, I'm an in and out guy, man. You're not going to. Yeah. This is yep. everyone right now that has ever had white castles and on, and is watching our show is booing you right now. Well, good. I like to be the bad guy here. Listen, not only, does the Whisper Nation not believe me that I'm going to beat Johnny? But maybe they don't believe in uh, in and out Burger either, but it doesn't matter. I'm right. So just take it and shove it. Well, I don't know if I'll do that. But what I can guarantee is we are going to dive into these Week 9 matchups, Travis. We got Part 1 right now. That's what you're watching. We'll be releasing Part 2 tomorrow. But Travis... This is going to be exciting, brother. You excited? You ready? Oh, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. We got a little bit less games. We got six teams on by, but that doesn't mean we're going to be short on NFL action. And I am jacked to be going through it with you, brother. We got some interesting things to dive into. With those six teams on by, a lot of decisions people have to make. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, spot starts. A lot of, uh, you know, Hail Mary starts, if you will. And so I'm, I'm excited to dive into this and help the Whisper Nation make those tough decisions. All right, but before we get into those, I'd like to thank all of you who are following us, who have subscribed to our YouTube page. Hit that bell so that way you get notifications every single time we release a new video, as well as check out our podcasts wherever you can get podcasts. That is Google Play, Apple iTunes, and Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, or Stitcher. All right, Travis, let's get into a little news and notes. Let's do it. Thank you. 
and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes, as always, are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Listen, they do a great job over there. And if you have an Apple product, that means you got the App Store. You go over to the App Store, you download Fanatic, and they've got a great app there for you. It gives you all the news sources you need. You get all the beat writer reports about practice schedules, injury updates, all all those goodies. And then you scroll over in that app, you find your boys, the Fantasy Whispers, have their rankings personalized right in there. You click on your guy. What do you see, Johnny? Three weeks, the most recent three weeks worth of charts, stats, and red zone stats, which is one of my favorite features that you can look at. When you're looking to pick up a guy, you want to see how he's utilized near Pater. And these guys over at Fanatic, our buddy Ron and JT, really doing the work over there. To, to get this ready for you guys. And they're updating it every single day, every single week, because they want you to win the week, win the next, and win your league. And we here at the Whisper Nation love that. And so go check out Fanatic in the Apple iStore today. All right, Travis. First bit of news. Alvin Kamara not spotted during open portion of Thursday's practice. Big news, little news, not sure what to make of it yet because it's so early in the week. What I read today uh, in the Fanatic app was that it was an illness uh, and that he they don't think he's going to be sidelined at all. I don't think it's any big deal. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't pay much to too much attention. He probably got sick from all the touchdown candy he was eating on the sideline after the beatdown he put on the Vikings. Ooh, that's burn. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon practiced again on Thursday. There are some people who think that Melvin Gordon might sit considering, uh, you know, they don't. Johnny, just for the Whisper Nation, was that a limited or a full practice? Uh, It's currently not saying. I believe it was limited. Okay. Um, So we'll really know more if he ramps it up to a full on Friday. So pay attention to that. Um, we'll we'll try and keep you guys updated on online. But we, you know, me and Johnny really love Melvin Gordon's outlook this week. We have him as our number one fantasy running back, taking a little bit of heat for having him over Gurley. But listen, if he suits up, he's had the bye week to rest this thing. Mm-hmm. He is averaging over 120 yards from scrimmage on the year. That is incredible. So uh, really like really like Melvin Gordon's shot at being very successful this week. All right, we had Dalvin Cook is unsure if he will return from his four-game absence against the Lions. Travis, is this guy ever going to play in 2018? Yeah, I think he plays after the bye. I think if they're smart, they rest him. They've tried this already. They've watched uh, you know, they've watched Jacksonville do the same thing with Fournette. Both these teams need to come off their bye and then, and then see where this guy's at. Um, and I think when he comes back, he'll have decent outlook because he catches the ball with some efficiency. And that's where this team has been well, has been throwing the football or been doing well, has been throwing the football. And I mean, they're they're on their way to a playoff match uh, to getting into the playoffs. Well, so may- it, maybe, maybe I the mean, NFC is super tight. I, we got Chicago looking really good. Chicago looks great. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying they, they I have, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they didn't make it in based on what's going on. But yeah, they, they are in the hunt for sure. So it would behoove them to hold him out as a, as opposed to pushing it and risking not having him for that playoff run. Yeah, yeah so, I wouldn't try to rush him back right before the bye. Right. I mean, that right, doesn't make it, a ton it, of sense. Right. It, it doesn't. Um, Sony Michelle remain limited at Thursday's practice. This one will be interesting. You definitely want to monitor this situation closer to Sunday. As you know, we all saw the, the bad, I thought it was a torn ACL, but uh, miraculously just a sprain. And it looks like he might be able to go this weekend. If not, Travis, we're going to get into this uh, in our weekly matchup. I got a, I got a sit start question for you on that one. Perfect. All right. So we have Kiki Cutie also limited in practice. This could be a big, a big problem if Kiki Cutie can't go in this game, Travis. They the Houston Texans just traded for Demaris Thomas. Doesn't quite know the playbook. So it could be, you know, the Hopkins show as the only healthy 
Yeah, I also think that there would be a heavy dose of Lamar Miller in this game. Denver has been atrocious against the run. I think if if the Texans are smart and they're worried about injuries to the wide receiving core and they want to get in and win this game, which is it, it's a contested game per Vegas. Yeah. I mean, Denver is actually favored in this game. Mm -hmm. So I think it would actually behoove the Texans to run the football and run it with efficiency and, and really grind out this game because it's two good, decent defenses. Um, and I think that they have a shot at, at really running on Denver. All right. You have Tyreek Hill, Groin was downgraded to limited on Thursday. Travis, this is a little disappointing after he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Again, continue to monitor this. This would be a big blow to Patrick Mahomes if he can't go. It would be if they weren't playing the Browns and they didn't have every other, you know, elite player on their Ooh, team. That's um, a burn. I don't. The I don't think it's that bad for Mahomes. I think it's worse for. Um, you know, obviously a Tyreek Hill owner. Um, for me, I think that I was reading a little bit online, and I think this can go either way. I think it's it's they this could have been within their realm the entire time that they wanted to limit his snaps. They wanted to see if he was a full go Wednesday, see how he went, you know, and then go from there. The real telling will be practice Friday and where he's at on the injury report. Listen, if he goes, you got to start him. And if he yeah. doesn't, you know, I think there there's plenty of wide receiver depth in the league for you to spot start someone. And someone that gets an interesting bump is Chris Conley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. It's definitely. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later in the show. Last beat of my piss. Whoa. Can't can't talk here. <laughs> Last bit of news here is Chris Carson was added to the injury report on Thursday, getting in a limited practice. Chris Carson has actually been a very solid running back, Travis. So if he doesn't go, we've seen that Davis can then step up in his place and kind of replace that that value there. Are you monitoring this situation? Not really interested in it? Um, where, where are you at with this one? Well, you have to be interested in it because Carson's been here before where he um, got added late and then missed the game. You have to be interested if you're a Mike Davis owner. Um, hopefully, if you're a Chris Carson owner, you have Mike Davis and you're ready to put in Mike Davis uh, in place, which I think, listen, we've seen with Schottenheimer in this offense this year. They will run 20 plus times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that's their key to success in this league is playing pretty solid defense, which they have. Uh, you know, cr- kudos to Pete Carroll and what he's done with that no name squad over there. Mm-hmm. And then leaning on the running game. And I think that that's a a big part of their formula for success. So, yes, monitor this closely because Carson has missed time before. All right, you have the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, said wide receiver Cooper Cup is on track to play Sunday at New Orleans. They could really use him in this game. This is a really, really big game. You think he gives it a go? I think so, yeah. It looks like he's trending this way, and it looks like he actually maybe had a shot at last week, but they might have held him. Okay. And so... um, I really like Cooper Cup this week. Whenever he's back, we know he's the kind of guy that has a special chemistry with Jared Goff. And so because of that, I don't have any worry firing him up after injury. Uh, And if they're going to bring him back for this game, they know the showdown it's going to be. I don't think they're going to limit him very much. I will say, though, that Josh Reynolds has looked good. Um, So maybe they, you know, maybe they split a little bit of time more than they would have in the beginning of the year. But I think Cup sees a good enough Good enough snap count to do damage. All right, Travis, that's it for our news and notes. Let's jump on into the show. Let's do it. All right, first up on the slate, we got the Falcons at the Washington football team. This is a 48-point <laughs> over-under. Washington is favored by three points. Travis, Atlanta is coming off of a bye, and... I got it. Everyone's question on their mind when they first thing when they think of Atlanta is, is Julio Jones going to score a touchdown this week? Is he going to finally get the goose egg out of that column and put up a one or even a two or dare I say three in one game? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Washington has been very, very good against the pass. They've been very good on defense, period. But it's hard to shortchange Julio, given that he's averaging 116 receiving yards per game. That is great. He averages just under eight catches per game. Julio is a no-doubter. 
whether or not he scores, I think you're okay because he's going to give you wide receiver one numbers usually every week just in yardage. If he can get in the end zone, perfect, because mm-hmm. you're going to be sitting pretty. Um, but, you know, for me, Johnny, it's over under for the rest of the year. Does Julio score three touchdowns the rest of the year? I mean, he would have to go. Man, that would be such a, I think it's over. I would bet the over. He's got to get in there. I mean, just I'm going to give of, it a push. You th- I you think, think he scored. He, he had yeah, four he last got, season. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. My, my problem is, is I've watched them in the red zone. They just don't look to him. And when they do, when he throws, when Matt Ryan throws to him, it's like he gets amnesia. He just forgets how to throw the damn ball. Yeah, or um, he thinks that Julio can, uh, you know, leap a tall building and yeah, throw. I mean, it, he's you know, Superman esque, but not geez. that Superman esque, right? Speaking of Matt Ryan, he's been tough to trust, Johnny, on the road. Uh, QB twenty four and QB nineteen in both of their road games this year. Do you have concerns about Matt Ryan against this Redskins team in Washington? Uh, I, I really do. You, you, we talked to and touched on the defense, and then you also look at Matt Ryan is averaging just two touchdowns on the road. So, Travis, this is a big matchup, and I am concerned for Matt Ryan. And the other thing that I will say about my Matt Ryan moving forward is that they have several road matchups the rest of the season. So if this trend continues, we could likely see Matt Ryan fall from one of the top ranks at the quarterback position to kind of mediocre, uh, which you and I had started off the season with. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that that will be the case. I don't think he'll he'll drop too, too much. But it is definitely something to worth note, um, to, to take note of moving forward and as we get closer to the fantasy see, uh, playoff season. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think he could end up somewhere between 10 and 15, and we'd, we wouldn't be shocked. Right. Um, I don't think he's going to stay within the top five like he had flashed a couple times this year, mm-hmm. um, just based on the way that that team is, is rolling out sometimes, uh, especially on the road, like you said. Mm-hmm. Only two road games within the first eight weeks of the season means they're going to play on the road quite a bit for this mm-hmm. back half, like you said. Uh, it gets a little tough there. On the other side of the ball, I have well, concerns I- about... I, I, just wanna, I just want to. I just want to touch yeah. on one other I'm thing. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, the Atlanta running backs. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we, can we do? I I know that you and I had a conversation and we went over our show notes before the show, and I thought it was very very interesting the data that you found on the Atlanta running backs this season. Yeah. So Lord Reeves over at Roto World comes out with this stat, and he says the Atlanta running backs may have trouble here, basically because. 91 combined yards is what Washington allowed to Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. Those are stud running backs, 91 combined yards to those guys uh, rushing the football. So for me, I don't really love either running back here. And, but if you're making me choose one, it's Tevin Coleman. And that's just because I believe Tevin Coleman is more involved, more consistently involved. It's not by a ton, but I think that he is, you know, if you're having me flip a coin between these two backs, that's the guy I got to trust. Yeah, I would have to I would have to agree with that. You've seen Ito Smith kind of struggle the last few weeks on the ground, but yet he's just been getting touchdowns three out of the last four games, which has really saved fantasy owners who have started him. I do not feel confident. You touched on the I, I know that you're talking about the duo, but here's an even in, more interesting thing, Travis. The most rushing yards that Washington has given up to a single running back was 53 yards, and that was against the the Saints, and that was Mark Ingram. So even that duo was held in check. So I would definitely tamper my expectations when it comes to these running backs for Atlanta. But Travis, when we flip on to the other side of the ball, Jordan Reed, I know we talk about, he seems like a name we talk about every single week. If he does not produce after this year or after this week, excuse me, <laughs> are, yeah, are you are you done with him? Are does he he belongs on the waiver wire? Correct. Yeah, I mean two two things to monitor here. He's got a neck injury that he could be coming back from. Um, that he's finally showing up on the injury report yeah. for the first time this year. So tell me, it tell looks like it's not a big. Sound, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Good, I'll yeah. tell you that much. It doesn't sound serious right now, but with him, you never know. Right. And this is a great matchup against Atlanta. And you just, 
you want him to produce here because if he doesn't produce here, like you said, you've got to drop him. Atlanta is the ninth best defense to face for opposing tight ends. They give up 12.3 points per game on average to the position. I really want to trust and read here. Um, and with six teams on by, you have to roll out Reed. I believe he is a starting. He got 12 targets last week, Johnny. Uh, wow. Not a lot. Of, he didn't do a ton with them, but 12 targets is big. They have a banged up wide receiving core. Chris Thompson may miss again, which means even more looks for Reed. I think he is a guy that's a good as bet to, as any to score this week. And if he doesn't, this is basically your do or die game. I know it's a little late for a do or die game. We're getting into week nine, but this is kind of where you can go do or die. Mm. But the only guy in Washington you have utmost confidence starting, a guy that's creeping into RB1 territory for maybe rest of season, Adrian Peterson, man. The old man just keeps doing it. He's had 17 or more touches in six of his last seven games played this year, and he's on that RB1, RB2 borderline as long as he's healthy. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's nothing you can disagree. I mean, Adrian Peterson continues to de- define odds continues to prove everybody wrong and he's always ran with a chip on his shoulder and he continues to prove that this year Travis he is on pace for almost 1400 yards like yeah. that's insane he's he's an old he's not as old as Frank Gore but he's getting there man that's that's he's kudos close. to him kudos to him all right we're gonna jump into uh, well should I, nobody no pass catchers you're interested right no, I, this is about it for that game. I think it's going to be more of a slugfest than we anticipated. Uh, but I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want any part of somebody going up against the Redskins here. Would you stream Alex Smith in this game? I know that we've gotten that question. Ah, no. And the, the reason is, is he just hasn't produced in matchups where you'd want to stream him in. Right. Um, and you thought it would, the, the, he just doesn't have enough weapons to get it done. Yeah. And they're going to lean, like, like I said, AP averaging 17 or more touches. They're going to lean on that run game heavy. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the uh, Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. This is a 41 point over under. Minnesota is favored. Um, <laughs> by, by, we have a typo in the show notes. It says that they're favored by 51 points here. Yeah, we're, uh, we're the, whatever our intern. He's he's now fired. <laughs> no, Minnesota's favored by five, Johnny. Okay. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, so Minnesota's favored by five. Travis, we touched on Dalvin Cook in the news and notes. Um, I you know I don't think we have to go over him again. He's most likely not going to be in this game. Would you start? Murray in place of Dalvin Cook in this game, knowing that the Detroit Lions have done a decent job of holding people in check on the ground. Actually, they haven't, though. They've they've really been just getting gashed. Detroit has had some better weeks here and there, but over the last few uh, they're they're really settling into a, an, an attackable run defense and they're allowing twenty four point five points per game to the position. That's the sixth best matchup on the slate if you're looking at opposing defenses. And so if I'm a Murray owner, Johnny, I want them to sit Dalvin Cook and sit him until after the buy or maybe more, depending on if you own Cook and Murray. But in this matchup, I really want Cook or I really want uh, Murray to go heads on with that Detroit defense with nobody else in the backfield to compete with touches. Travis, that in the industry is what we call a home run. I just yeah, set it up right. for you. Just to, yeah. All right. So we we have uh, Stefan Diggs practices. Hopefully, you set up your fantasy matchup against me the same way. No. Hopefully, I, you make I, all these lob shots in your lineup decisions that I can just hit it out of the park there as well. No, I I want you to believe that. So um so <laughs> Diggs seems like he's going to play in this game. Yeah. You're automatically starting Thielen. I mean, that's a no-brainer there. We talked about Adam Thielen. Thielen, Diggs, Cousins. They're all no-brainers for me, Johnny, unless you have another take here. I know that they have Darius Slay on the other side with Detroit, but it doesn't matter with the way that the Vikings are chucking the ball. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't matter. You're definitely starting those. All right, we're going to flip to the – oh, let me ask you about the tight end. Kyle Rudolph in a buy-heavy week – are you streaming or are you playing Kyle Rudolph, who seems to be a touchdown or bust type of tight end? Uh, 
every tight end in the league besides Kelsey and Ertz seems to be touchdown or bust for me. Um, and some weeks Kittle, but without Beathard, like that's not the case. So yeah, I, I'm starting Rudolph. Short answer: uh, He is a guy that you know has a chance to score if they get within scoring range. And so I, I like I like him here. And you know, Detroit isn't suffocating against the tight end. They're about twelfth, twelfth uh, okay. middle of the pack. And then when we look at the other side of the ball, there was a major trade that happened this week, Travis. Yeah. And along with that trade came a lot of questions. So Golden Tate was traded from the Detroit Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. So with that being said, Travis, Marvin Jones and Kenny G, what's your outtake? Let Whisper Nation know which one you like more rest of season, which one they can trust this week, and maybe a possible sleeper, or I can give a possible sleeper name out there for people who want to – Want to get a little fancy? Maybe, maybe at least in Dynasty, I think that your sleeper will have some value. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that, and or Johnny will get to that in a second. Uh, the take on this bat or on this wide receiving core, and I'll just do it for this weekend, rest of season. My take for this game is I like Marvin Jones. Um, he seems to be more in tune with what they've done recently. Um, and if they if they were showing their hand a little bit last week where they gave Jones all the love and Galladay kind of faded to the background, then you have to be really confident that that's where they're going to go. I think it's more going to be like wide receiver two for both of these guys Mm -hmm. and they'll have weekly upside. And I think it might be a situation where you don't know week to week, which guy it'll be that'll benefit, you know, vastly by this exit, but 27% of the target market share has left Detroit with golden Tate which means that's 27% is up for grabs. I think a good portion of that we saw uh, went last week to our boy Carrion Johnson out of the backfield. So eight targets went to Carrion Johnson last week. You have Marvin Jones Galladay getting worked in, and then you know maybe the tight ends, maybe the sleeper that Johnny's going to mention to you guys. But I think that I like Marvin Jones more. He's got the pedigree. He's got the established... Um, rapport with with Matt Stafford but I think both of them are going to be fine plays week to week especially in high over and unders this game is not a high over under it's a divisional battle it's a 41 over under I like Jones over Galladay and I'm not I'm fading Galladay a little bit more so earlier there was if you if you're into any you know Twitter action or whatever there there was a post that came out by a uh, Detroit Lions beat writer that said expand expect Brandon Powell to pick up uh, some of Golden Tate's production since this trade happened. However, I'm going to tell you don't believe into that. You, the guy, if you're going to gamble on here, is going to be T.J. Jones. When you look at Brandon Powell's stats for his NFL combine. He's a rookie. He is horrible. He is not fast. He's very slow. He it, he tested poorly. That's not the guy that you're going to want. It's TJ Jones. He's been he has a little bit more action in this offense already. I don't believe the hype in Brandon Powell. So that's what I will say on that. Travis, do you do you um I here's what I think. I think, yeah, I think TJ Jones this year for sure. Any immediate desperation play you're going to need. I honestly think this is going to be divvied up between the three guys that yeah. are matter on this offense, Marvin Jones, Galladay and the running back carry on Johnson. So speaking of carry on Johnson, I'm not a fan this game and I'll tell you why Minnesota has been pretty stout against the run. I know Kamara had his way with them, but he scored some touchdowns, made it look better than it really was. Ingram, only ran for 63 yards. Kamara for only 45. When Isaiah Crowell and the Jets played this team, he only got 29 yards. Your boy David Johnson only got 55 yards. Jay Ajayi before the injury got 29 yards. And even Todd Gurley, the cream of the crop, could only get 83 yards on this Minnesota defense. It's the one constant of the defense from last year to this year has been the run defense. I love my boy Carrion Johnson, and you likely have to start him in this week. I'm just about limiting those expectations on what you think you're going to get out of him. Now, I will say his receiving prowess, which is coming through, it's peaking through, will keep his floor relatively high. I just don't think you can expect an explosion game out of Carrion Johnson. 
All right. Benching Stafford right against this this vaunted defense. Yeah, I have Stafford as a stay away in my play or stay away article on the fantasywhispers.com. You can check that out there if you're listening to this and you also want some some more content. We have some great stuff over there. But yeah, I don't I'm not a fan of Stafford. Um last two times facing Minnesota, he's only thrown for two touchdowns in two games. He had a game with no touchdowns against them. So uh Yikes. I'm I'm fading I'm fading uh Matt Stafford big time. All right. We got next up we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens, a divisional game, which these are always really fun to watch. 48 point over under in Vegas and Baltimore is favored by three. Travis, we got the notification like we've been getting the notification for the last nine weeks. Wednesday came and went and the trade deadline came and went and still no Le'Veon Bell reporting. Travis, at what point do you really start to hit the panic button on whether Le'Veon Bell is going to play this year? Hmm. Well, we've heard the date thrown out of November 13th. Tuesday, November 13th is the physical last day he can sign to get eligibility for the season. So that would be the day for me. I think he was serious when he said, you know, he said a lot of things. But the one time he said uh, or that his camp was basically saying that he wanted to sit out to avoid injury, he is literally doing that. He, I think, is waiting until the last minute, you know, and I think... Something that would change this is if James Conner were to get hurt. Yeah. I could see Le'Veon Bell stepping up and saying, okay, now I'll come back. But um, other than that, I think he's saving his body. He's going to come back to the last minute, play for this team. And I've had a lot of questions about what I think is going to happen. Do I think it's a timeshare? Yeah, especially for the first couple of weeks at least. Do I think that they could eventually switch back to putting – Connor on the shelf because he's their long-term option. Yes. I think that's, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to eventually move back to Le'Veon Bell as the featured back. But we're talking about if he doesn't come back until the 13th, they're going to work him in maybe. So that's week. We're in week nine. Now that's week 10 week. 11 would be the game. He started, right? Yeah. Or if he starts, it would be a timeshare. Then, then probably another timeshare in week 12. And then, Week 13, we would have a... So here's what I would say. In in my PPR league, I made a trade for Le'Veon Bell. I I traded for him to stash him. I'm 6-2. and two. I have Todd Gurley. I have Carrion Johnson. I have some other depth. I traded away Aaron Jones for Le'Veon Bell. So I could stash him for the playoffs because basically by week 13, Johnny, if he comes back in week 11, you're going to understand what kind of role they want to yeah. they use him for. I think it's an interesting stash, especially if you're in the playoffs. You're already you're ready to rock and roll. Tell me you wouldn't want to love to play Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. Oh, I definitely would. But so shout out to the fantasy footballers. They had one of them had a very interesting take, and the, and I and I thought about it, and it, it would be very very interesting. Let's say that Le'Veon Bell. This situation is uh, very very sour, right? Let's say Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers behind. This is the theory that behind closed doors, they both have talked to each other and they said, listen, I want out. You don't want to sign me long term. I'm going to not sign this franchise tag. And then next year, you guys just don't tag me. Now, I'm not I know a lot of people are saying, I mean, that would be technically against the rules. If someone were to find out that would be like tampering can't do that but you know it teams have done a lot worse to cheat and so this could be a, a situation where Le'Veon Bell's uh you know, hot take Johnny and Andy Holloway from the yeah, footballers yeah, basically exactly. saying that Pittsburgh's cheating here and behind closed doors making closed doors meetings I mean I think that's but you wild. gotta think I, about it if if he doesn't well, show well, no, up I think, by the 13th I think it's possible I, yeah sure I think he's showing up I, okay. I I've held this I've held this stance since the beginning. All we're doing is getting closer to the last day that he can show up. Yeah. We haven't passed it. No, um, but and I think if if I'm sitting there thinking about what Le'Veon Bell has shown us, he's shown us that he's putting his body as at the forefront. Yeah. And he's saying, I'm gonna be a free agent at the end of the year. I want my 
best shot at not screwing this big payday up. And his best shot to do that is to not play a single down this year if he, he can avoid. And so November 13th is the last day for him to sign. But either way, we could go around and around yeah. about this. We could have a whole podcast on this topic. Yeah. I want to talk about a guy that is playing, and that's James Conner, and he's playing at an extremely high level. But this week, facing that Baltimore defense, Johnny, they only allow 12.5 points per game to the running back. That's the best in the NFL. I yeah. said it just now, 12.5 points per game to the running back that is insane to me johnny that they're only allowing that i that's it, it i just don't think that you can you you can't sit james mm-hmm. connor but this is as close to you saying that like you're just chalking it up to a bad game as it can be right they're at home the ravens are at home they're favored by three i think they're going to cut they just got just destroyed by that panthers offense mm-hmm and I think they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to take it out on the Steelers here. Yep. Um, one, two guys that I think you also have to start are Antonio Brown and Juju Smith. However, it be be very cautious of starting Juju. I would fade him a little bit here, but it might not. You might not have an option with so many teams on buys. You might have to play him. If you do, though, I think you got to consider it because I talked about this in the Player Stay Away article. Juju has not faced or has not done well against this Ravens defense and his limited action against them. Mm-hmm. And they are arguably a little bit better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. So I would take, I would take the Ravens. I would trust in the Ravens here. If anybody's going to crack the code, I think it's going to be a B, mm-hmm. but, and I don't, I, I love Juju. You know, I love Juju, but yeah. this week, if you've got some wide receiver depth, I'd be firing the up the other guys. All right. We have, you're avoiding Big Ben then because we're saying obviously avoid all these other players. You definitely are going to yeah, avoid yeah. the quarterback there. So he's on know. the road against the Ravens, who he's not done really well against in his in his past, at least not recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and only Cam last week. Like I think Cam that did was more a damage to, too. Yeah, I think Cam did more damage to Ben's chances than Ben will do because Cam basically woke up this defense and said, "Nah, uh, you know." I'm going to I'm going to torch you guys. And I think Baltimore, like I said, I, I just think they come in really fired up. Mm-hmm. want to talk about the other side of the ball. Johnny Alex Collins. He's a little bit banged up this week and he's been touchdown dependent. Pittsburgh's been pretty tough against the run. They've only allowed three rushing touchdowns in the seven games they played. Are you OK starting Collins here? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I, I Again, I know we keep saying I know it's an easy out, but you you have to start Collins this week. He's looked good the last few weeks. I understand that this might not be the best matchup, but you're probably not going to have a better matchup on your on your bench. Also, consider the fact that they just traded for Ty Montgomery. Now, it's it's not known. I don't think it'll be really affected this week because it's too short of a week for Ty Montgomery to learn the playbook. But moving forward, it's definitely a muddy situation. You, if you're an Alex Connor, uh, Alex Collins owner, that was like the worst news that you could have gotten was that yeah. they they brought in Ty Montgomery. I think he fills the the role of a uh, Danny Woodhead more than anything. But still, you would like to see James. Uh, well, that's Alex somebody on. they used quite a bit when they had an effective guy in Danny right. Woodhead, and he was used a lot, right? He had a, yeah, had especially a lot in of the red zone. Out. Yep, exactly. So definitely not. And Alex Collins. Well. I was going to say Alex Collins has uh, fumble issues, but why didn't Ty Montgomery get uh, traded? The fumble issue. So we bet. Yeah, we've basically they'll have a roster on their roster. The top three running backs will have all had multiple fumbles this year. Yep. So we're talking about like they keep trading guys or they trade for guys that give them more fumbles. So I don't know. Remember, they traded for Alex Collins uh, out of Seattle. They yeah. got, you know, they picked him up. So um. Harbaugh's been looking for a way to get out of Alex Collins for a while now, I feel like. And by picking up Ty Montgomery, it didn't give you any more face. I don't personally like Collins this week. I think with Pittsburgh's tough run D, I think with this being a divisional battle, I know he did well against them before, but I think Pittsburgh's buttoned up a lot of things on D. I do like John John Brown. Um, They have... They have been had by John Brown earlier in week four he caught three balls for 116 yards and one touchdown and I think John Brown's in a good bounce back spot after being limited last week 
Um, I like John Brown this year. I continue to like him. As long as he's on the field, he does big things. All right. We're going to move along to the next game here. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cleveland Browns. This is a 51 point over under. Kansas City is favored by eight and a half points. If this game were magically, you know, delayed to a month from now, I would I would be so happy. But uh, <laughs> as a as why a would team, you be uh, why would you be uh, so happy there? I Johnny? just so happen to be playing uh, Pat Mahomes in in two leagues, um, so that yeah, uh, I could I would be totally grateful and and totally happy if this game just was. Bloop. Just, oh, sorry. We're going to shut this game down today. Well, Go it's home, not folks. shut down, and we've got a 51 point over and under. Kansas City favored by eight and a half, like Johnny said, which means Pat Mahomes is probably likely going to be a reason why they're that favored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to start, though, with the Brown side of the ball, Johnny. A lot of new drama offen- happened. A lot of drama yeah, this new week. New offensive coordinator, new coach. Okay. They've changed to a defensive minded coach. Um, my question to you, is this an upgrade or is it more of a things remain the same for Cleveland's offense? You know, it's, it's hard to say the offensive coordinator that ha- that is now the new coach or would come from your neck of the woods, comes from my neck of the woods. He's never actually called a play in an, in a national football game. However, the, the he does know what he's doing. It's not like it's a guy who's never s- seen a football field before. He knows what yeah, he's doing. I think he comes from the Parcells tree. He's not. Yep. I mean, he's a good football head, right? And he uh, also was under uh, Todd Haley. So I think that you'll see a lot of the same stuff. But here's where I think it will get better, Travis. Todd Haley wanted to do a lot of things on offense that Hugh Jackson would not let him do. Well, now the defensive coordinator is the head coach, and guess what? He's There are rumors that they're just going to let him do his thing. The defensive coordinator will do his thing, and yeah, the, the defensive coordinator will have the overall say of everything like a normal head coach would, but they're kind of not stepping on each other's toes per se. And so I do think that this will be a slight upgrade for uh, this offense. And Travis, I think that this could be a surprising game because we've seen it before. We saw it with the Arizona Cardinals just this past week when there is change and the players want the change. The next game they come out, they're they're fired up, they're they're excited, and this Kansas City Chiefs defense, although they have looked a lot better over the last few weeks, they're nothing to be scared about. So I think that we can actually see a surprising game here. I think no, that this could I, be. Yeah. I think this could be. Uh, uh, an, Johnny. Oh no, Johnny! This no. is music to my ears, Johnny. As someone who has Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill playing against you in our league of record. I would love it if the Cleveland Browns made this a game. I don't really agree with you um, wholeheartedly. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I tend to think that the Chiefs defense has kind of gotten it a little bit together as of late. Mm-hmm. Not They're not suffocating teams by any means, but they've played some decent uh, defense over the last couple of weeks. I'm interested, though, to see what Cleveland does with Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson mm-hmm. because – you talked about the the new offensive coordinator and his experience with Arizona. That means David Johnson. So I want to see what kind of usage they have for either Duke Johnson or Nick Chubb. We know Chubb can catch the football. Yeah. But we know Duke Johnson's in a in a, you know, a very special talent as far as catching the football out of the backfield. I actually have Duke Johnson as a play in my article because I think that they'll be down. They'll need to come back in this game, and I think they're going to start using Duke Johnson more. That has been something that's been screamed out of the pundits in Cleveland forever is that they needed to use Cleveland more, and or I'm sorry, use Duke Johnson Duke more. Johnson. So for me, I, I want to. I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out in the backfield. On the other side of the ball, I think we just talked about it a little bit. It's all system go especially with Watkins, especially if Hill is out. Um, my only concern here would be if you are owners of this Chiefs offense, especially the passing attack, is if they get up early and they're just cruising with Kareem Hunt for the rest of the game, you might not get as much as you could if it was a game. Mm-hmm. But let's hope it is. All right. Chris Conley, are you interested at all in streaming? Only if Hill is out. 
I think I'm in as a flex with some upside. If you're going to throw a dart throw in other offenses, um, it's hard to beat this offense. It's one of the best in the league. So you might as well take a look at Chris Conley if Tyreek Hill sits. All right. And then next up, any, anybody else you want to – Travis Kelsey, you're rolling out for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. Come on. So when we're looking at the uh, the next matchup on our slate, we got the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. This is a 43.5 over under. Miami is favored by three. Travis, does Kenyon Drake's lack of consistency usage scare you? Um. Yeah, for over the last month, Johnny, he's averaged 13 and a half touches and 93 and a half yards. So the guy is actually getting it done for purposes, whatever way he's doing it. I think it's it's not as sustainable given how we haven't seen it consistently in either game mm-hmm. uh, or from game to game, I should say. It, it's like it, if he rushes for 12 touches or for 12, 12 rushes, then he doesn't catch, you know, eight passes. If he catches eight passes, he's not used in the running game. So there, it looks like to be game plan specific. But it looks to be that they know he's a weapon and can use him in space. And uh, so I think you got to continue putting Drake out there. You don't feel great about it. You feel like he could let you down any week. But once again, we keep saying it, six teams on by, you're probably going to have to start Drake. All right. We got next, or we have not only the running backs in that situation that are a little crowded, this wide receiver core is crowded in the fact that they're, they're kind of throwing just anybody out there right now at this point because Kenny Stills is yeah. still questionable. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something. Uh, Kenny, St- <laughs> Kenny Stills. Is, yeah, no, he's, is, go ahead. he's still questionable for sure. Uh, I like Devonte Parker here. Nine targets last week. Jets have given up a hundred yards to a wide receiver in four of their last six games. Do I feel great? It's similar to Drake. Do I feel great about starting Parker? I wrote about this in my player stay away article. It scares me to death to write and suggest to people online that they should start Devonte Parker. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that has been a breakout candidate for as long as I've been, you know, alive and breathing pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. he's just never done it. No, I mean, he's not that old, but I, my point is, We've been trying and waiting and waiting and hoping that he's going to break out. And he just had his career high in yardage last week. So there's there's reason for hope there. Nine targets with Brock Osweiler. I think that's encouraging. If still sits, the Jets are getting gashed, like we said. I think he's worth a look. All right. We have next. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? For the Jets uh, or for the Dolphins? No. For the Jets, I do you should start crow here i'm not very uh people scare me like not many people scare me as much as crow <laughs> sorry people scare me yeah, yeah. Uh, i was like i was like whoa <laughs> someone got a little too frightened on halloween yesterday <laughs> that's right uh but i think that we sh- you know you got to look at starting isaiah crowell here miami allows the second mo- most points per game to the running backs 27.6 all right, we're going to move on to the last team we're going to talk about in this episode, and last that game, is yeah. that is the Chicago Bears at the Buffalo Bills. Travis, this is a sad 37.5 over Gross. under. Chicago is favored with that low over under by 8.5 points, Travis. When you look at this team, it might be... Is it, could we say this might be another trap game? Do you have the Bears coming in that is just their offense is setting people ablaze? Well, other than Kansas City, I guess, and the Rams, and maybe it's maybe maybe the Green Bay this. Packers, but but the but the Bills on defense though are are surprisingly flying underneath the radar here, and they held Tom Brady scoreless. Last last weekend. Yeah. Um, a couple things. I think it's interesting you said that about a trap game. It, it does set up a little bit like that. You look at the Bears. They're dealing with a ton of injuries in the pass catching core. Um, they're dealing with, you know, an injured Khalil Mack who could yeah. be out of this game. I just don't think the Bills have enough on offense to get it done. You look at that game where they did that to Minnesota. Josh Allen was out there making plays. Mm-hmm. 
I will say the Bills did won't go and sign Terrell Pryor. Whether or not he plays anything at QB, I think we just move on from that. I think the Bears get it done here. You are excited if you're a Bears uh, defensive owner because you had Miami, who you thought was going to be that choice matchup, and it didn't pay off. Now, if this doesn't pay off, you just got to be just like, what the hell? The fantasy gods hate me. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the Bears dealing with some injuries here, the Bills defense been really good against the pass. Like you said, I'm not a fan of Trubisky here. Low over under. Uh, his rushing ability will keep his floor high, but we've seen what the what the Bears have or the Bills have done to opposing quarterbacks. I wrote about this in the Player Stay Away article at thefantasywhispers.com, and that was all these quarterbacks that the Bills have limited to outside top twenty finishes or outside top fifteen finishes: hmm. Brady, Rogers, um, Cousins. Uh, Watson, all these very good fantasy quarterbacks, they've limited to bad matchups. But I do love Tariq Cohen here in this matchup. Uh, he's allowing the, the Bills are allowing 5.5 catches per game to the running back position over the last four. That is a spot in the defense, the underneath routes. And we know Nagy's going to uh, dial something up for that. And I think that Howard also sends up nice. So mm-hmm. who do I like on the Bears offense? The running backs. Howard, uh, the Bears are heavily favored. And I could see him getting a lot of usage as they chew the clock to run this game out. So, Travis, I just want to mention this before we move on or we before we end our show. This is how crazy fantasy football is, people, and why we told you to wait on a quarterback. In the last three weeks, I know it's just a three-week sample size, but the number one quarterback in the league is Patrick Mahomes. The number two quarterback for fantasy is said Mitch Trubisky. Third, Cam Newton, which not really a surprise there. Four is Jameis Winston. So, I t- even with getting benched, even with getting benched, exactly. So that's why we tell you wait on quarterbacks because three of those four guys, and then and Andrew Luck is also tied with Jameis Winston. So you're talking about four of the five guys were drafted in the tenth round or later in drafts. Quarterback is super deep. I know we're far behind uh, uh, drafts, and those are a long time ago, but just remember that moving forward for next season. All right. Agreed. That wraps up today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like always, please make sure you go over to the YouTube page, hit subscribe, hit the bell. Go ahead and go over to our social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram. We put up a lot of content on both of those uh, both of those platforms. Just search the Fantasy Whispers, as well as check us out on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Until next time, that's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.